we won't serve it unless there's three people minimum. I'm like, I don't know. I think you and I, Mark, we can probably <laughs> polish that thing off. Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. This is the Backyards of Key West podcast. My name is Mark Barato. My guest here is a, I could tell, very intelligent in the marketing world, but we're not here for marketing. <laughs> we are, well, why don't you introduce yourself and then explain where we are and then we could talk about that and we could talk about the other reason why we're here. <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Sertonio. I've been in Key West about 30 years on and off. And I am the event director um, for my own business called Dolce Events and Marketing. See, I knew the marketing was coming in there. <laughs> and then where where are we sitting? Before, let me give you guys the story. So I'm driving up on Duval because we're, we're meeting at the oldest house, right? Oldest house museum. Yeah. So we're meeting here. Because we're going to talk about the Key West Food and Wine Festival. Right. So he's like, let's meet at the oldest house. And I'm relatively new to Key West. And I'm like, they're all kind of old. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, it's 3-2. I could tell you're like, it's 3-2-2 Duval. We're going to change people's minds about this. They're going to start to know about this place. So I come here and I pull up and I get out and you start giving me this little tour. The, how old the house is on the inside, the little gift shop that's opening up. We go to the back. They're like trimming trees. They're like getting this place. They're refreshing it. They're getting it back to how it for should season. be. Yeah, for season. But the backyard is like massive, especially for Old Town and even more so being like right on Duval Street. And we're setting everything up and then they're trimming the tree and it's like snow falling down of tree clippings. So now we're inside the house upstairs where the offices are. So if you come into the museum, which you should, 322 Duval Street, you'll see stairs going upstairs, which I said reminded me of my grandmother's stairs because they're very narrow. That's where the offices are, which will then be converted into other things like you mentioned, like a bride. We're sitting in the bride's room, right? This is right. where the bride will be for, wed for wedding. So I am a bride today. Mm -hmm. um, but let's talk briefly about this place. Um, yeah, well, Key West has the, is the largest wooden structures historic in a historic place in the country. Wow. Um, so the oldest house being our, our, uh, main, our, our house that represents Old Town, mm -hmm. basically. Um, as you know, we, our laws are very strict on how we renovate our homes here. So it's it's important to recognize this house and every other house that we have in this in yes. this town. And so how we maintain this house is from our home tours, which is how we celebrate 20 houses every year. Yeah. Those um, are in January, right? They're uh December, January, February, March. Yeah. We do two days each month and that is our major fundraising to maintain this house and and make awareness for Old Town Key West. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. I um I know about the rules in here because I live in Newtown, right, which is not Old Town, so that it's <laughs> a little bit less strict. And I'm getting some renovation done in my house. I'm putting a tiny house on there, all these things. And there's a process. Mm -hmm. It's been going on since February. Let's just say that. <laughs> nothing happens overnight here. But I do. I am. You know, this is a shout out to to the city because I'm planning on being here a long time, and I don't want skyscrapers, and I don't want nouveau riche houses going up i like the, the charm of old town i love the charm of these old houses and i know locals do 
And tourists love it too. There's pictures of it everywhere. I have a whole Instagram account that's based on those, these houses here. Mm-hmm. And I love it because um, you just can't find anything like this. There's pocket cities you can. Charleston has stuff like this. New Orleans has stuff like mm-hmm. that. But having all these wooden homes back to back to back, especially in Old Town. I mean, you go down like Fleming or any or Eaton or any of these streets and they're like right on top of each other, these adorably cute homes with the gingerbread cuttings and all these different things that are there. Well, it's, it's I compare it to uh, Bruges mm. in, in Belgium. Mm. You know, the the town just stopped one day and, and it still looks like that a thousand years later. Yeah. Same thing in, in Miami Beach, the yeah. Art Deco. Yeah. So it's all about the architecture of the time. And if we tear it down, then we don't have anything that's unique anymore right it's it's great it's definitely keeps it keeps it awesome so this location here is this the main hub of where the key west food and wine festival happens tell me about how where that is and how that works it's different than the miami i know the miami uh, food and wine festival is like it is spread out all over the place just like art basel is but they do have that location right on the beach where you go and it's got the velvet rope and you pay and you get in well, what happened with food and wine festivals, they, they kind of started about 12 years ago, okay. other than Aspen. Aspen's the, the grandmother of food and wine festivals. Of course. Um, it's owned by Food Network, and Food Network also owns New York and Miami, mm. and a few other ones. That, I wonder why all those chefs are always Food Network yeah, chefs. Yeah. <laughs> so they have exclusivity to those chefs, and so we're, we're the little guy. We, we, we do not really consider them competition. But you're not owned by Food Network. No. Okay. Um, you know, we've all been approached at certain levels, and sometimes we don't want it to be that. Right. And Ski West, it's yeah. different. We, and we don't want to be what they do. Right. So their hub is the, the main tasting tents uh, out on the beach, which yes. is cool. Yes. Um, their prices are way, yes. way high now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and we've never done that. So we've never had like a vendor village or mm-hmm. a, a tasting tent. Um, we have a grand tasting, we have a kickoff party and that's basically what replaces that, but it's just for two hours. We don't go all day long, um, because we just don't have that many people here. Right. You know, we don't have a hundred thousand people to draw from. We only have 20. Right. So, so um, give me the run different. So when did you start? When did you get involved with this? Did you start it? Um, a few of us used to do Taste of Key West, which is in April. Um, that's the three-hour fundraiser for AIDS Help. Mm-hmm. And we were, were we were volunteering. We were on the on the board to help produce it. Um, and we uh, were sitting there and said, you know, we don't have a real food and wine festival like like Miami just started. Yeah. Um, so we sat down that summer and put it together in about three months wow. and started it. Um, so that was 11 years ago. This will be our 11th year. And how has it evolved since then to now? Uh, well, like anything else, you start two or three days yeah. and you have a kickoff party and you have a tasting and you have some fun things. And obviously over a lot of wine, we came up with some fun <laughs> events. Um, a lot of tasting. <laughs> a lot of those events um, are still with us. Um, some of those events have, have del- been deleted and redone mm-hmm. um, because we have a lot of repeat guests. Every right, year. so you're listening to your customer. Yeah, um, th- they wanted some something you know, a little refresh, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we did some of that last year. We're doing some more this year. Um, some events are just so popular. We've had a the original shrimp boil we started 10 years ago and it's kind of like you get corn on the cob and potatoes right. and shrimp and put it in a bag and put it in a boil and you so that's been at the Perry the last couple of years the Perry Hotel um which we love working with and, and they, they just expanded their whole yeah, event space we it's went beautiful. to the party the other night yeah it's amazing 
Um, but they came up with an idea and they bought these brand new blue wheelbarrows. Mm. So they bring out the food in the wheelbarrows <laughs> that's great. and take a, 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 a big spoon and, and just dump it right on the tables. Yeah, that's great. The, the, just them doing that made it all new and refreshed. Yeah, again. And of course. So that's that's been with us from day one. So mm. um, the wheelbarrow are, dumping. <laughs> yeah. So so we're they, with the new space. We're we were doing another lunch out there this year. Um, our theme this year is um, Ocean Sotheby's is our sponsor. When is it? When when does uh, it start? This year we expanded to eight days. Nice. Um, so we we always include Master Chef's Classic, which is a fundraiser for Mark. Mm-hmm. And that's at Margaritaville. And so we, cl- we include them in our marketing, basically. Okay, right. Um, and we love partnering because it's MasterChef's classic. Of it's, course. You know, fits right in. So they start, they're the last se- Sunday of every January. So because of the way the dates fell, we included them first instead of ending. Mm-hmm. And we're going through Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And it's in Miami this year. Right. So, so it's kind of maybe get sense. a little trickle over. Yeah. We, we did some advertising with them. That's great. That's great. Um, so we get a, a, some pre people down here. Yeah. So what's, ball. um, what's the best, your, your top three favorite events during the festival? <clears throat> well, um, we do this garden tour, um, that's, it sells out every year since we started it. It started off as a kitchen tour and we raised money for the, to renovate the kitchen at the little white house museum. Yeah. So we always include charities in our, it sounds like it at some point. So it was too hard to get the houses and run 150 people through yeah. these little tiny houses. So we did that like three years and then we, that evolved into the uh, garden and architectural tour. So now we do the little white house. Um, we do the garden here at the oldest house. We do the Audubon house. We do the gardens hotel. And we try to change one or two here and there. So it's like here. a garden tour, but is there food stations and yeah, wines with so, wine set so up? Great Events Catering does our, our food. And we get a wine sponsor. And you get about five ounces of wine and an appetizer portion of food at five stops. Wow. So you got a bo- good bottle of wine, if not a little more than a yeah. bottle of wine. And is there something taking you from place to place? Uh, Old Town Trolley sponsors us. Great. And we pick up, we do 40 people on a trolley and we do three trolleys and we crisscross for a couple hours that's so cool it's fun and people love it oh yeah and we have um these lanyards that uh that the wine glass fits in so it's hands-free drinking so you can get on and off the trolley without spilling your wine nice (laughs) (laughs) it's fun stuff that a lot of people you know they've not thought of and right and you'd be like too hoity over in miami where they'll be like oh i'm not dangling this wine from my neck but right. you're like no over here we like to have multiple hands we like a- to drink and walk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like to use two hands to climb on that trolley so no, <laughs> no accidents okay so that's one give me another one um Put you on the spot. i I, th- I think uh our f- our new one this year which i think is going to be hugely popular because it's sold out already so i'm trying to figure out how to to redo it again yeah um because we're we're trying to raise awareness as everybody is for no plastic save the ocean yes. especially since we live on an island i think we should be the leaders in that for sure field um and i'm upset that we, we don't do a better job mm. so that's my whole thing this year was advertise for a cause and that's our cause from now on yeah. um, because food comes from our ocean. And right. if we don't have food, we're not going to be able to eat. Yeah. We don't want the garbage that we're eating on to go back into the ocean. Exactly. So are you so working with reef relief? We have reef relief this year. We have yeah. Moat Marine. Mm-hmm. We have um, Surfrider. 
Right. I just interviewed them, Reef Relief, and they're good. They, you good. know, all the all the stuff that they're doing, the awareness that they're bringing. It was a, it was, in my opinion, a really great episode because it was teaching and educating um, from the perspective of the person that's like gung ho to want to do the most amount of change, but also nuggets in there for the person that's like, I don't care, I'll be dead, it's not going to hurt me. But what what they can still do. Right. Which you have to appeal to everybody because even if one person with a bad attitude can still do one thing, that goes a long way. It does. So I love that. It sounds like there's so many causes and this this whole thing isn't just about selling tickets and making money and, and drinking wine. It's Absolutely also not. about putting back to the city. Um, what happened was uh, my friend Allison, she does the Moat Marine Festival. Mm. So we ran into each other at the TDC funding meeting. And she is the new director at Moat Marine on Summerlin Key. So I'm like, maybe we should do something up there. So we took a trip up one day. She gave us the full tour, took a couple hours. And she had so much knowledge and taught us so much about things that I didn't know. And I pay attention. Um, that, and she's like, we can drink wine in every single one of these rooms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I need a bus. Right. I need some wine. Yeah. And then um, she had some great stories. And I thought this is a perfect event, and like I said, it sold out already. Wow! So, so that's at Summerlin Key. That's on Summerlin Key. Yeah. And and then you have a bus or something picking people. Have a bus. That's and, great. And we're gonna drink wine in the after day drinking, yeah. and then we're gonna stop back by at the new Barrel House restaurant at the Perry. Yeah. And we're gonna have barbecue for lunch. Oh my god! <laughs> barbecue. I just I just saw on Instagram that grill came out. Yeah. Like, we just got the smoker, and I was like, oh look at the yeah, smoker. Yeah. So but no, what I did find out, which I'm I'm a little upset about. You know, and I'm going to go and I'm going to have some conversations with them over at the Perry <laughs> is when you go to the barrel house, they have that massive goblet that you can have, like you can have a margarita, for example. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's and it's so big, like one human being can't even hold it full, even though I did see like uh, someone holding it. Um, but when I went there to just ask about it, they're like, we won't serve it unless there's three people minimum. I'm like, I don't know. I think you and I, Mark, we can probably polish that <laughs> thing off, but they won't sell it to us. I'm sure we can. I've, I think we'll be able to yeah, to work our yeah. to work some magic there. But anyway, so I love that it's you're so you're bouncing all over the place. Yeah, the, in, the, in the typical, festival isn't headquartered anywhere. We yeah. we like to switch the locations and the venues. Yeah, because they're so fun. Yeah. Now, is it because one of the things that I find that is difficult because I go through through choice overload during some of these big massive events is there's like seven things going on the exact same time. And I'm like, and I don't go to any of them cause I just, I don't know which one to pick. Is it's that, hard. So it, how it really is it is. for this? Is it? So we do try to compete some of some events, mm -hmm. but there'll be completely either a high end and a lower end right? or price Makes wise. Um, and now that we're eight days, you know, we put some things on Monday and Tuesday cause people are here anyway yeah. or they come down just for the week for us cause yeah. they have to get a weekly rental from a house or right. something. And like you said, they can come beforehand before Super Bowl and go back to, to Miami. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, my, my, I think this is going to be my most favorite event, even though we did it seven years ago. Um, we partnered with the mermaid festival, which yeah. just started this last year, yeah. this year. Um, so Christy, we actually had a meeting last night. Um, we did a, a photo shoot 
Um, and we actually went to the aquarium, and that's where the t- Grand Tasting is going to be this nice. year. Nice. So the mermaids are going to be the entertainment at the aquarium during <laughs> the Grand great. Tasting. That's great. And it's called Turtles and Sharks and Mermaids, Oh My Grand Tasting, yeah. which, which we did seven years ago. Wow. But we didn't have any mermaids. Then. Right. Now you have so mermaids. Now we have mermaids. That's fun. Um, and the photo shoot was amazing because Christy's amazing. And um, it's kind of like the back scenes of a photo shoot for an event. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a whole nother event. Right. Just to produce that. Was, of course. You know, 14 people yeah. and 14 hours and... So we're trying to do things fun, and that's marketing too. Yeah, of well. course, so yeah, I'll come back 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 to that. So yeah, how are you branding this? Because when I work with clients and they have a certain amount of budget, I'm always like, "Look, there's two things we're going to put our spend to. One is the ROI, so that you know you're getting your money. Hey, a ticket is a hundred dollars, which we're making up. We spend fifty to make a hundred. We're doing okay here." Um, and then I tell them a percentage, maybe 20 or 30% is going to go to brand, right. which is, I wouldn't say thrown in the toilet, but as far as coming back from an ROI standpoint, it may pay dividends later. Or what are you doing from a branding standpoint? Uh, I'm going to say, basically when we started, um, and we did pretty good or just out of the gate the first year, we, um, you know. Key West has its own little magic. Yeah. So that's that's how it starts. And once people come, it just it just goes crazy like that. So we kept it, you know, Key West Food and Wine Festival and, and word of mouth. And and then we did the social media mm-hmm. and, and we partner with hundreds of thousands of people throughout the last few years. Yeah. Um so like influencers know, kinda? Um yeah. We've had influencers last year from Palm Beach. Um Celebrity Cruises has been a sponsor, so oh, they nice. helped with that. Tesla was here a couple of years ago. Nice. You gotta um, get Virgin because Virgin is uh yeah. gonna be coming down here soon. Yeah. So that fits into kind of the direction that they're going too yeah. of what they're doing. And and we don't want it to be foof. Yeah. But we want it to be a little higher end. Yeah. Well that's the know? same thing with Virgin. They don't want that either. They want rock and roll, right? Because that's right. how he is, right. Branson. So no, I don't think anybody wants foof. And the good thing about this island is you may walk, because I just interviewed at the, the uh, Cafe Marquesa, and you mm-hmm. walk in there and it's like, oh, this is like a like a new, an old New York restaurant in this. But like you can go in there with flip-flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where you can wear a jacket if you want. It's really, that's what's cool about Key West. It's like you could be sitting next to somebody during Fantasy Fest with like a G-string and you this one's wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> it's just how it is down here. I was the GM at Marquesa for four years. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so shout out to Carol. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, it's a, and that's kind of the direction we wanted. You know, everybody talks about sloppy joes. Well, it's time to start. I mean, you can still talk about sloppy joes, of course, but there's another demographic too that um, is here. Uh, You know, there's there's quite a few yachts out in the marina right now. Oh yeah, I mean, look, Um, there's they say that come December first, the the amount of private planes that are on the island are pretty exquisite. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're you know that Ocean Sotheby's crowd, the Tesla crowd, of course. Um, and and that's where you know we get good wine to go with that. Yeah, and you have both. I like that you're catering to both, so you can say, hey, we got the chicken wings and. Fed ten dollar wine tasting, and then yeah. you know you got the more expensive stuff over here. We did a cheeseburger in paradise one year. Yeah, but let me yeah. tell you, that one sells out all the time in Miami. Their cheeseburger one mm-hmm. is like the I've number one it. seller. Like <laughs> that thing, you the minute they go on sale, tickets are gone. <laughs> yeah. It's like they goes up to like four hundred dollars mm-hmm. a ticket, and mm-hmm. always sells out. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want cheeseburgers? It's just yeah. How it is. yeah. So, what? Tell me what you have going that's going to be different this year compared to last year besides those those uh, extra events 
Um, we changed we we came up with these neighborhood strolls one year, and so we used to go down Petronius Street again, stop at five locations, have a glass of wine, have an appetizer portion of food. Um, and we've been doing those for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we canceled them this year. We did a Mallory Square one. We did Petronia. We did a uh, historic seaport stroll. Um, and historic seaport, the the restaurant seemed to change a lot over there. Yeah, so it was like reinventing the wheel every year. So this year, because we're um, – the, the one very cool thing, because of the ocean theme was brought into it, uh, I work with Jennifer over at Seven Artists Gallery. Mm-hmm. And one of her artists is Andreas, um, I forget his last name right now, um, but he does these beautiful photographs of the reef, man-made reefs, all over the world, and then he superimposes people into them. Oh, cool. Um, so it's a really cool art form, and he comes from advertising, so he knows, you know, he's very detailed. And there's three images of, of people drinking champagne and eating cake. Huh. Um, under the water yeah. it's not on the reef that's here but he exhibits them on the reef that's here yeah so you can actually dive and go to an art gallery basically wow it's cool that's stuff really cool so when so i like saw diving them, underwater and then and they're they're there wow and and they're all original because they get encrusted with the with the natural fish and and that's and, like so cool <laughs> and, and you have to go see them yeah um and then you can buy them without it also yeah but he agreed to let us use three images this year with our logo on it mm. to represent, you know, bringing life back to the reef. Yeah. So that whole theme just came together with Ocean Sotheby's and and Reef Relief and everybody. That's great. And the images are of a French Marie Antoinette looking yeah. character. And so we kind of went with the French theme. And our major sponsor this year is JCB, who is Jean-Charles Boisset. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the largest wine owners in France. Wow. He also has wineries in California. And they have a portfolio of hundreds of wines. So we're going to zero in on them mostly, not yeah. exclusively, but um, certain events uh, will just be French wine. Wow. Um, and, you know, Americans don't drink French wine as much and yeah. now it's more expensive so right it's a great introduction to yeah. educate and then because it's because of the price so they get scared you know so key west has five french restaurants that are owned by french people um it's a, like it's like little Fr- paris here yeah wow so we're doing a promenade a la française um which is a french stroll uh-huh. and we're going to the french restaurants and that's great french, french wine so yeah. that's a new one that's good i like um, that and, and the pastries we, yeah, yeah. And, and it'll be you know it'll be properly um curated with uh, the the right food and wine pairings and you know and the french owners will be there to present right. it so what about any of the wine stores that are here are you partnering with them for uh, stuff like this uh, we do a lot with viv which is the french wine store um on petronia street uh we've always worked with grand vin um and Somebody else we work with a lot. Oh, we work with Salt. Uh-huh. Um, they have a little wine license. People yes. don't even know that. But, yeah, they do. Um, but they have some nice art and jewelry. They got a lot of great stuff. I just interviewed them too. Just, yeah. And the, the little story behind the multiple owners that, yeah. that they were there before. And every every owner left for this like grand um, traveling uh, adventure. Right. That's why when I <laughs> when I, the last time I was just there, I was like, I you're going to get the travel bug and leave too hard you. She's like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. Laura's a good friend of mine and she does a lot of my, my editorials. Um, right. because she's 
probably the best writer I've ever met. Yeah, she told me that that's like her side gig is yeah. doing a lot of editorials and stuff like that. So, so we work together a lot, and so just, just in that tells you that you know we're working with at least three hundred businesses every year. Wow. So, and then you know some of the bigger ones, and um, so it's it's a lot. Hmm. So um, why why did you really want to get into this and do this? I, I think it's just. Because it's a lot of work. What I've always done. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, and I don't want to work for somebody else. <laughs> right. So this is why I, I, you know, in particular, this festival, you, because you've worked for other people's and other people's festivals, right? Helping them with that. Was this your first festival that you were handling the entire thing? Like it was your baby? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So you were like, okay, cool. I've done enough of the behind the scenes, me being in charge of operations of other people's stuff. It's time for me to do my own. I love Key West. I want to give back to Key West. I like wine, I'm sure. Let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do a, a food and wine festival. Yeah. And, th- and that's my formal training too. I was trained formally in my career from, you know, the Europeans. Um, my, my, favorite boss was from Holland and he taught me everything I knew. And I had an Italian chef and a French, uh, sous chef and, and they formally taught me how to do service and, and what good food means and, and, you know, the basic sauces and, and proper service. And of course the wine comes with the food, especially in European training. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's where it comes from and it gets in your blood. And, Mm. and since, since then I've, done a lot of education i i've done education for cornell university i taught at the hospitality school in paris so it's a lot of um fine real training you yeah know, it's not just and certifications right so it wasn't like a weekend course. so they gotta you gotta use that stuff of course know? so um and it's, and it's and fun it is I fun mean, it's a fun event to to put together right. like i'm thinking like all right because i've done sales and i've done operations for events and i'm like yeah, being in that big conference room is easy to do for sales, but it stinks because it's just yeah. those tables and no it's fun. boring. No fun. I mean, I did one that was more fun, but it was still that, not this, where you're like, let's do tours and let's go over here and let's get buses and let's partner with these groups. And- yeah, your imagination can take you anywhere. Yeah. You just have to know how to to create it and execute it. Right. The execution is really hard because when we're talking part. from operations, you're like, okay, we got to get trolleys. Now, what do we got to do for insurance? And, and how do we deal with the police? And then now we got to deal with the city. And that's just and the trolley. Promote it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and how do we get people from one to the other and know that there's something else simultaneously going on? And, and, and make sure the guy that when you show up, remembers that he was supposed to show up <laughs> yeah yeah right that's the hard forget about this having the people show up oh my god so what is your other favorite event here on key west to attend besides your own mm. i don't know i think um being here so long you know i know that when we all first come here we do the the, the parade of everything yeah but now what is your favorite at being a lockdown local um I don't know if there's a favorite, but I think, you know, I like the creative things that we do in this town and I like the, the new things that we do. Um, you know, when Marky started the zombie bike ride, yeah. I think it's very cool. Yeah. It's something it's, I thought about it a lot and it's not something you can do somewhere else. Right. You can't repeat it no. in Tampa. No. You know, it's just not possible. No. And it kicks so off it's unique the to festival. Key West. Yeah. Um, so that's where. I think most of our events are like that, mm. you know, um, not all of them, 
Um, last night we just decided to go have dinner, a quick little bite and have a salad and, and the, the lighted bike parade was going on right. and it was looked like the zombie parade, but it was, you know, everybody had lights on and yeah. Christmas. So it was fun. It was made a nice holiday, um, atmosphere. Um, those are things that I think are easy and you don't have to commit yourself to. Yeah. And that's how we are in Key West too. Yeah. The one thing I find though, that's funny about Key West is it's like, I think a lot of people who are first timers here find out about these things after they're over. Right. There is not a lot don't of promote them well. There's not a place to go <laughs> where you're like, I go here and here's everything that's going on. It's right. just really not a place right. for that. You have to like really search for it. <laughs> or you're like, This, you know, the lighted bike parade. I'm like, what the hell's the lighted bike parade? Right. And I missed it. I gotta wait till next year. <laughs> How did I not know? I yeah, I, I don't even know if they had a Facebook page on that one. So um I I just knew that it was happening. Um you know, also, you know, the Friday March during Fantasy Fest became the locals March, but yeah. now that's almost too big. It's huge. And, t- and too crowded and too- There's another local about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, Walking you know, there's always streets. room for another one. Of course. You know. It's um, going to be the seeker one, because that's what the locals parade used to be, right? It was right. like, nobody knew, but the locals. Right. Now it's like, everybody knows. Well, and I think, too, with having the new park at Truman- waterfront um that created some really nice space finally that we needed yeah um you know we also work with um the sunset lawn out on the mm-hmm. boulevard at 24 north which is so, great which is beautiful yeah. also and we do need something out there and yeah. then we need something like the perry and we keep you know keep getting these new spaces because people realize that we gather in this yeah. town yeah. so um and we like to be outside yeah we're always outside so and the ability like when they open up that um that stage in the pavilion down there the the waterfront it was like a breath of fresh air yeah. because where else can you have big events like that where right. people who like who are uh who are experienced artists will want to come and perform at a venue like that right. but it's still intimate which right. is great right you know like i saw lee bryce there and it was great it was because it was so intimate I mean, every seat was incredible. Every standing lawn area was incredible. They had great little vendors there for little food and stuff like that. But he's like right there. Mm-hmm. And he's a big artist. And he's right. coming out. He just kept playing and playing and playing. Then you have like Caffeine Carl playing as well. Uh, Nick Norman is playing, right? right? So all the locals are there playing too who all are involved. Because what I found is Lee Bryce was playing at the Parrot. Like he would come down here and just play. He's a, He was a local himself which is cool that they will want to come. These larger artists will want to come to a venue. Like they're not going to make money playing at this venue. Right. They're coming down here to play and to feel the crowd and to, because I love Key West. Mm -hmm. We're not coming in here for dollar signs. Right. And I love the fact that it's there, you know, and it never was there before. Uh, And now the lawn, right. That has space. And then now we have over there by the Perry, they have space. So I'm, I'm glad it's, more space is being given instead of taken away. And it's nice space. Yeah. It's right. It's not, um, and it's easy, I think. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah, so for sure. We needed it. So where, what's your favorite place to go to listen to live music? Um, I don't know if I, there's ever a favorite, but, um, I, you know, I tend to stay in my neighborhood, so uh-huh. I'm not too far from Green Parrot. And if there's a good band, I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a great jazz on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So that I like the jazz. And, you know, and I, and I, I like doing the jazz at the gardens yeah. hotel. Uh-huh. That's a nice one. If you, you know, if you have company in town, that's like a secret place to go. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much local. Yeah. Yeah. So they got wine over there. Nice wine. Yeah, that little nice, wine bar yeah. thing they have in mm-hmm. there, which reminds me of the old, there's like a couple places I've been to where you, 
you put money on like a card and then you can go. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't get any wine there. Yeah. Um, it's, and again, the, because of the, the laws here, it's maybe it's not the laws, but there's not a lot of good places to go have a nice glass of wine unless yeah. you go to a restaurant. Right. Um, and most of the restaurants have a bar or they'll let you sit at a table if it's not, you know, peak season. Um, but there's, there's, it's hard to find a good glass of wine in this town still. Yeah. We finally got, um, a good wine at the Green Parrot. Right. Um, one of the distributors, he's like, I'm like, can we get some decent wine in here? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think they had wine. They there. do. They do. <laughs> I figured it was in a box. I think I, it's you know. William Hill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? I just think, um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of this town. And it needs to, we, we, not all of us, but a lot of us and including our government don't do a great job at managing the tourism. And I think that's one thing that uh, the reason I'm here at the oldest house is, is to, to find better tourism. And that's why I do events, get, get better tourists here that care about, you know, not throwing the garbage on the street. Um, we don't do a good job of that. And if, if I can make any change in preserving the architecture and, and getting a more awareness of preserving what we have in our town and creating better events, um, I think is yeah. my goal. At least that's what makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, I know speaking to like Nadine, mm -hmm. she has the same vision of Absolutely. taking the event from a lower level, just get drunk and, and get naked kind of right. thing to now a higher end people, higher end events. I know they, they doing the recycling of the beads mm -hmm. where if you recycle the beads, you get the tickets and all these different things. So I know that the Key West is going more in that direction. And I, we, I do understand it's expensive to live here, mm -hmm. but when, what that does is it definitely helps change the neighborhoods in good ways to catering to certain types of people that, and the good thing about Key West, see, like when I was living in Miami, cause I moved to, to Miami beach in the mid nineties, prices were reasonable. You can get a two bedroom face in the water and it was a normal price. And then what happened is now that's two, almost $2 million for something like that. So you're priced out. Mm -hmm. So now you have all these people that can only afford really expensive things coming there and everything is so foo-foo-y in a lot of ways that now you have foo-foo attitude mm -hmm. and people are like, look at me, look at my car, here's my clothes, I'm better than you, my face is pulled, all these different things. <laughs> Whereas a good thing about down here is you can have, you could be sitting at a bar next to a billionaire with no shoes on and probably hasn't showered in two days. And it gives permission for that. It gives permission it for the people who are the New York Wall Street guy that wants to come down for the weekend and say, I'm free, I could just be what I wanna be and I'll be embraced here. And, and that's part of the preserving of the lifestyle that we yeah. have here. You know, if people don't feel that they can be like that here, then, then they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. I love the fact that when you look at the history of when Key West first started to now, and it shows the population density, it's Same. like, we'll adjust by two or three people. Right. It's crazy. It was actually during the pirating days was the most. It was like 40,000 or something like that. And now it's just the same. And I just love that, that it's not getting bigger every year because we're, you can't get bigger. Right. That, that's the cool thing. We, we are literally on the island. We're literally the end of the road. Yeah. You know, when you think of that concept, it's, it, 
makes you realize, oh, this is where we're at, and yeah. and you can't go. There's a there's a document downstairs in the captain's room from when this house was built, the original uh, builder of the home, and they were arrested for tippling. What's that? It's drinking. <laughs> Tippling is drinking. 180 years ago. There was. That's when they started. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You'll read it when you when you leave. That's funny. It's like got arrested for drinking. Yep. And a lot of people come here to drink. <laughs> so it's like full circle with this. So what um what ask do you have of me for the audience, the people listening? Um, I know that we. This is I think episode 41, but we have. 20 episodes we just pushed out the 20th episode i'm gonna bump this one earlier because i want it to come out obviously before the events not not (laughs) after it's gonna be unwise to be oh yeah wait till next year what do you want to ask the people um about the event what they should do we'll put the website and all that in the show notes but anything you got for them um i i think come and have some fun yeah um drink some good wine and taste some good food and if you haven't been before, come and enjoy some unique locations. You know, Key West is special with our, with our architecture and our gardens mm-hmm. and being on the water. Um, we're, we're trying to make everything on the water this year at some level. Um, and, and take care of our island when you're here. Yeah. Um, and if you're coming back, which most of you are, um, thank you. And I uh, can't wait to see you. When, uh, when should they start? buying tickets for stuff because i heard a lot of you've been throwing a lot of sold outs so is, is it all sold out please tickets don't. go on sale october 1st so okay. we're halfway there okay um or, uh, pretty much um people you know like i said some events are already sold out yeah. so um if there's t- if there are tickets left everything's on the website um you can buy it on your phone you know i've got all that wired up pretty good okay good um and so the advice is get your tickets now. Yeah. Cause it will, has it, does the whole thing sell out? Um, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's always a little bit of squeeze somewhere here yeah. and there, but, um, but all the good stuff, gets sold but, out. but, but you have to call me to get back in. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I will push this early yeah. because I don't want my listeners getting mad because they go to the website and it's all sold out. Yeah. And then lastly, let's just talk about the oldest house. Are you, I know that you're just opening up that gift shop. What other things do we want to let them know about coming here? Um, I'm on the executive committee board at the oldest house. We have 15 board members. We have staff. Um, we want to maintain this house, and we do that by having our home tours. So our first home tours are December 27th. Um, most people know they are for two days, and then we repeat them again in January, February, and March. Uh, we, and you pay for tickets for that and then you get tour, right? They're $35 per person. Mm-hmm. They go, they are on sale. Um, the December one is light. So, you know, if you're not doing a holiday party, go on a home tour and yeah. do your holiday party there. Sounds great. Um, the house will be open this year for our first time. So we'll have some, some, something in the garden. Um, nice. I don't know what that is yet. <laughs> something. Um, but that those home tours do raise money to maintain this house and pay our staff and, and do the tree trimming that is happening right now. And does, um, is there like a trolley or do you just go on to follow your, uh, we own do way? a contour train on the January one. Okay. Got um, it. just for fun. And there's like food and, and appetizers. Or no, no, there's just there's typically not. Yeah. So, and, and you can go at your leisure both before. days. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you want. Awesome. Um, but it's a, it's something that's been happening for 60 years and it is our 60th anniversary. Wow, so that's great. It's, it's special. That's um, nice to, and, and people love it. And you know? so if you haven't been, 
Yeah, I haven't been, so I'm going to do it this yeah, year yeah, for I'll sure. I'll give you a ticket. Oh, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> See, true. that comes with perks. This podcast. <laughs> well, listen, Mark, it was great talking to you. Um, I want to get the awareness out on the oldest house. And obviously, I want people to get their tickets before they're gone. So everything will be in the show notes. There'll be links in there. But thank you again for everything. Thank you, Mark. You got it. Hi, everyone. One last thing before you go. If you can, please leave a comment and rate the podcast in any of the apps that you listen to us in. It'll mean the world to us. That's it. Have a great day. Hey, guys, if you stuck around, you have a little treat here at the end. This is a couple of minutes of some marketing banter between Mark and myself here. So uh, this was at the beginning of the podcast. I just chopped it up and put it here at the end because not everybody is a marketing nerd like myself. But if you are, enjoy this little rant. <clears throat> um, yeah, I tell, I tell this to my clients all the time because they say stuff like, well, I don't like to post a lot. And I say, all right. Remember back in the day when you had your business? And all there was was TV, radio, and print, and mailing stuff. Yeah. Did you have to pay to send that stuff out? Yes. How much money? Lots of big budgets for that. Good. How, you don't have to pay anything. This, this stuff is free. Free. For now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the organic reach starts to go away, then right. you have to pay. Right. But it's still so underpriced compared to when Toyota and Pepsi and Coke really understand that right. there's zero money in, in TV and radio and all the money is in uh, money to be made is in digital. And the reason why is because who's to decide on what and how people think and make purchasing behaviors to people, to account executives in a room with potentially a boss who has an ego who wants his creative over that creative and that creative shop wants to win awards, not necessarily sell product. And then those people make a vanilla ad because it's $100,000 that's going to run on this station that has this determined amount of human beings watching it based on boxes in people's houses and a select percentage of the house. And I'm going to run an ad that's going to say, that's going to speak the same. Let, let me tell you, is it, is it going to speak the same to a single mother who's African-American living in the Bronx with four kids? It's going to speak to the same as the, the happily married woman who has a Range Rover and hasn't worked in 20 years. I don't think so. Right. It's not going to, but you can, in targeted advertising in marketing on Facebook and Instagram, you can create an ad and say, like... Say you wanted to say something that's going to target 60-year-olds. You can target that age group in that location by zip code. And you can start it by saying, hey, Key Westers. Oh, oh, I'm in Key West. How do they know that? Just like pre-roll um, commercials on YouTube are great because I watched this this video on Toyota, this new Toyota, and then I'm going to go watch the highlights of this baseball game and then how do they know I like Toyota? <laughs> it gets there for you, you know? Well, people, plus they've been tracking us for how many years? Of course. But, you know, <laughs> people always say stuff too like, you know, Facebook ruined the last election. 
<laughs> it's so powerful that it could it could undermine the most powerful nation in the world, but it can't sell your lipstick. No, that won't work, but it will work too. So this morning on, on TV, on the news, there was two commercials just produced for the holidays mm-hmm. by two big companies. I forget the names. And they both were taken down because they were offensive to some demographic. Mm-hmm. So right there, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars gone. gone. Yeah. And now they have to start over. Yeah. And, and you can't react quickly, meaning you create this, you start the process of creating this commercial and six months later, maybe it gets put out there. Maybe. Whereas there can be a, an event that's happening right now and I can news hack that event and be current and talk about that in my marketing to a select group of people. Just like some of my mentors talk about putting out a hundred pieces of content a day. Like if you can, and you all can, it just work on free platforms like TikTok and LinkedIn are incredible mm-hmm. platforms. The mm-hmm. organic reach are, are awesome. If you could put out those hundred pieces of content a day, you're amazing. Now it has to be quality content because people always say, well, that's too much. I'm like, well, let's start with this. If you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, like for me, I have 18,000 followers. If on my Instagram account, I put out a video, it'll show all the views of anybody that viewed it for over three seconds. Maybe there's 1500 views. Where's the other 16,000 and change? (laughs) They didn't see it. Right. Because Facebook, who owns Instagram, is in the business of having users. They're not really in the business of selling advertising. They're in the business of having users because if we all decide to delete Instagram, they're in big trouble. Right. So they want to do things like create an algorithm that's going to show you stuff that you like so you stay on the platform more. Mm -hmm. So 10 years ago when Facebook started, Mm -hmm. 11, um, I knew that that was the future of some of my advertising. Yeah. So... I learned how to do it really fast. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I basically use it for business. Yeah. You know, some fun stuff for personal once in a while if it's appropriate. Right. Um, but I posted something two months ago for an event in January mm-hmm. and it's got 37,000 views. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even happening for right. another six, eight weeks. Right. Right. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's incredible, especially when you learn how to do it the right way. Yeah, it's a super powerful, super powerful tools. These tools will come and go. Things will come and go. It doesn't really matter. Um, voice is going to be the next the next disruptor of the internet in a way because if you think that that your brand doesn't matter and you could just pay for advertising, you're in big trouble mm. because. Right now, you have to go and search for something, whether it's search-based intent, Google AdWords, or whether it's Facebook or Instagram showing you stuff that they think that you're going to like. That's less about brand. But when you go, Alexa, I want to book a hotel in Key West. Well, guess what? In Google, you would pay for those keywords, and there's a bidding process, and you'd see the top 10 results. Right. In that case, you don't see any results. You get one result. So you better say, hey, Key West, book me a hotel and say the name of the hotel. Or whoever's paying, say Southernmost is paying the most, and they're paying for that search, Mm -hmm. then they'll show up. Or Amazon and Bezos will have their own hotel down here, and they'll be like showing their hotel. Right. 
which is the same thing with like that's a little bit much of an extreme but with products it's not amazon get me i want a pair of jeans they already know my size ship them over to me right if you're calvin klein it's good to have brand if you're not then you're gonna have amazon jeans Mm -hmm. and that's how it's gonna be (laughs) <laughs> it's incredible. It's, so we went on a little bit of a, a beginning rant here from, from a marketing perspective, which is not, do we, my guest here, 